Side quest completed. Welcome to the show. That was very good. Thank you. I try. When is going to work out my pocket operators and really go to town on like actual proper intro music? Yes. <laughs> That'll make uh, Calvin go back and edit into all the old episodes. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I have to imagine that's not entirely sarcastic because it would probably sound better than anything I've done to date. <laughs> ah, so, uh, the segue is completed. The podcast for hobbyists and indie on the side game developers. So, quick introductions. I am JC. I'm a full time software dev, also making games and other media on the side. My co host is. Calvin or Iron Froggy. I am a full-time uh, quality engineer and game developer on the side as well. I'm just, you know, what this whole thing's about. And we have a guest star today. Hello, my name is Ayla. She, her. I'm a software engineer and other yeah. stuff Hi, and game developer on the side as well. Very first Hello. guest. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Ayla mentioned uh, pronouns. Mine are also they, them. But, uh, Mention that. Sweet. And uh, today we're here to talk all about uh, Ayla. I'm ready, but we don't need to do that. We don't. We can talk about other things as well. Well, I think we can get started with that usual uh, last week kind of recap for each of us, and say you'd like to join with that. And then when uh, when you get to yours, you can kind of give an intro too, and just you know what you do and uh, why JC wanted you to come and talk. Yeah, I'm right. ready. Well, like Saul kick us off. So my Planet Oz novel plans actually been progressing. I got in touch with the artist I had for header images from two years ago, and they are actually available on short notice to wrap that up. The layer artist, their work is progressing, so I should have something printable soon. And the line edit work appears uh, to have gone well, so do review it. But my fingers are all crossed, and I've got really high hopes for getting this thing printed for a zeroth edition time for my self-assigned deadline of this next month so ah, get the house that's so oh, exciting yeah this thing i kickstarted this thing some time ago some insert blank here time ago i'm gonna finally get that wrapped up uh yay undiagnosed adhd or something similar all right but that's good and cool. yeah, work's been pleasantly uneventful lots of learning study whatnot so i don't have client work yet but hopefully they'll have that soon as well. It's going to study me some Python and data engineering, Scala, whatnot in the meantime. And the house straightening is progressing. We're definitely the most moved in we've been in yet. Still some time, still some work to go, but getting there. And I cannot wait. Did you have a Did you have a time limit on that? Like you had to return some boxes uh, or we something? We did. We had bins. We had that returned on Sunday. So just yesterday. So... Goodbye, bands. They were good. We will miss you. But the time would come. Well, emptied out. Now it's just selling things in, like getting the AC was all set up. Other stuff. Boring house details. Yeah. Cool. But uh, that's it for me. All right. Don't you um, yeah. Uh, so we only had like four days between the last time we recorded and today since we recorded late last week. But I actually got some game work done Ooh. for once. But it was not on my game that I'm supposed to be working on. So <laughs> um, I I kind of finally scratched this itch that I've had for a long time, which is making a actually not terrible way of shipping Python games. 
Um, so it's it's still a prototype right now, but I have a thing working, which is basically a Love 2D inspired Python game runner, uh, with the added wow. twist that it embeds uh, a pip package manager, so that it can both manage all the dependency libraries for your game and be a kind of single exe runtime for the game, which works otherwise exactly like Love. Um, nice. So right now I have a working prototype on Windows, and I've used it to ship a game from one computer to another, like to actually grab Pygame and a little game engine that a friend had made and a demo game and zip it up and send it over to another machine and it all ran out of the box. And that was amazing because I started Python 18 years ago because I wanted to make games and then I moved on to other non-game stuff because I couldn't solve this problem. Wow. I, I also like... I love Python and the syntax is amazing and I just want to work in Python all day. But like a decade ago, I, I just wanted to make games in it and Pygame just was oh not enough. This is supposed to be a Pygame support group because I'm in the yeah. exact same boat. <laughs> like almost every Python developer, half the Python developers <laughs> I talk to have the same story of I couldn't figure out how to get the game to my friends. So I just gave up on my dreams and became a web developer instead. Uh. It's so good to hear someone solving that problem, though. I just feel like, I don't know, shouldn't shouldn't someone have solved that, like, 20 years well, ago or something? It's Why not a it... technical thing. I mean, there are technical challenges, but I think that there was a lack of knowing what the right story was. So whenever I played with Love last year and just the ridiculous lack of effort and barrier that that was, was a game changer for me in terms of what to aim for. And it just... Waited mm -hmm. around until I had time to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, it's amazing how many. It's like the uh, four minute mile. No one, everyone thought that was impossible, literally impossible. But then one person broke it, and then suddenly everyone was breaking it. It's amazing how much stuff happened just because people saw that something was possible, like you saw with Love Two D, and yeah. maybe how much stuff just booms out of that as soon as people rewrite their internal narratives and go from there yeah like right now i'm i'm bootstrapping it with pi installer but my actual uh prototype is 89 lines so well, like it is just knowing what to try to do that was it so oh. yeah looking forward to that and otherwise um i i, I can't remember mentioned this last episode but i did mention to jc that uh kind of out of the blue i'm organizing a return of a python conference that i organized seven years ago pi carolinas mm -hmm. and we're coming back probably in june of 2020 and so i've got a lot of my time going to that and different times throughout the next year my efforts and commitment to that will go up and down as different waves of of uh, requirements come up but um everything's moving along and i'm nice. really really excited because having that come back is going to be amazing i am That's very awesome. excited I, I might even steal one of the talk slots for my own project now if it shapes <laughs> up by then was not really stealing it for sure conference I feel like you can take at least like yeah. five slots. Six is just a little selfish, though. <laughs> That's going yeah, a little bit far. How about I break far. even and just give myself a keynote? Yeah. I probably shouldn't say all this. No, no, because I'm going to have lots of other people involved, and I got sponsors, and I can't say I'm going to use it as a personal platform. I'm not going to do that. I'm What's kidding. What's podcast for? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, as we go on to Ayla, it's your turn to introduce yourself and talk about what you've been up to. Yeah, well, I guess um, I've never given an update uh, on this podcast before, so I think the 
most sensical thing to do would just be to start by telling my entire life story just to get us up to speed. Um, no, I think just just recently or just like a high level summary. So I am a I'm a game developer. I think I've been trying to make games for the past fifteen or so years of my life, and I've only really been succeeding in some fashion for the, like the past two or so. Um. Yeah, a big part of that is just uh, I kind of got started to actually finish some games when I discovered DK8, and I invested pretty heavily in that for a while. And about a month ago, I started a new job at a company called Castle with uh, about eight other folks, and we're building a new game platform. And so I just, thank you. Yeah, it's super exciting. It It's like... Everyone on it is just an awesome person, and it all really aligns with uh, how I feel about games and how, what I want to craft the indie game scene into. So it's just and really awesome. What's the URL awesome. for that site? The URL is castle.games, and you should check it out and join our Discord. And don't worry, it's Ooh. all free. Yeah, that's very exciting. Cool. So another thing we do in the segment usually is talk about what we've been playing, reading, watching, whatnot lately. I guess I can go uh, with that first. And that's been Steam Quest. Oh, sorry, Steam World Quest, the latest game of that franchise. And I quite enjoyed it. It's a JRPG kind of battle system, classic, very classic final, uh, fantasy story. And the battle system actually has cards. Every character in your team has a deck that you customize, just like you would match the game. Oh, that's you so cool. those three decks together. And that's how you choose actions on a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love card game mechanics just stuffed into absolutely yes. any other game. Goodness, yes. Yeah, if they had one complaint, it was that I didn't get to use all the cards before finishing the game, and I wish I could have, because it was like a lot of opportunity for trying different stuff out. At the same time, I'm also glad it only took less than 30 hours to reach uh, the ending so it was less enjoyable it was the right length for the game and I felt proper satisfaction with ending it it's one thing I miss with some other games some reasons they don't pick something like Redemption 2 up for example because it would just be way too much of a time investment like, similarly I've just started playing Advanced Wars the original ooh that was on a, a classic on wow. a Game Boy Advance SP I know, right? Nice. Yeah, I just felt a niche, and there's a used game store right near work. So I figure, why not get a gaming device that has no notifications, very long battery life, uh, no need for internet connection, and powers right on, boots super quickly, and doesn't ask me to choose between 30 different games every time I boot up. And I was like, yeah, I just get a Game Boy. <laughs> You know, that's a great idea. I should just steal my son's Game Boy. With the Switch, he never plays it now, so it's sort of up for grabs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so what else have I been doing? Um, I've been reading Game Back in the Dimension W manga, which I've quite enjoyed. It's been a good uh, read, good sci-fi series, much twist. I started re-reading One Punch Man after catching up on the anime, and it holds up really well. So... Shout out to that manga as well. Right. I feel like they just do a really good job in like adding life to that for how silly the concept is, just with humor and 
parodying of other uh other instances of, the, of yeah. that genre yeah. i really adore yeah, it i forget how much the first few volumes borrowed from horror manga aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah because like it's one thing to be like oh saitama being looking kind of silly it's like oh saitama he's gonna kill me dead oh god and that kind of enemy perspective on encountering him in an unexpected context goodbye ground dragon goodbye <laughs> and uh, that's me. Uh, so next up, uh, Calvin. Yeah, so um, um, I didn't get a chance to play it in the last couple of days. Um, I was busy over the weekend with a lot of house stuff. Um, but I did pick up uh, Thimbleweed Park from the Epic Game Store sale. Um, and I'm really excited to start playing that. Um, I also have been desperately trying to avoid reinstalling Overwatch as a new <laughs> event came up. And... Uh, yeah, I'm so far I'm avoiding it, but it's a little tempting for like uh, uh, some background. I actually like when we started this podcast, I made an explicit decision to uninstall Overwatch so that I spend any of my time playing anything else because I was not playing anything else. Yeah. But uh, I'm very. Proud I mean, of I, you. I'm sure at some point I'll jump back in. Hopefully not exclusively, and I'll you know still I just need to get the habit of playing other stuff back. So. Yeah. I was um, fortunate enough, after installing it myself, following Calvin's example, to not play it for quite some time. It helped that the gaming PC was boxed up and accessible for like two weeks straight. It made it a little easier. Of course, now it's reassembled. Temptation is strong. But yeah, I might get into a little bit for a special event. Just yeah, maybe. Um, I've also been, um, I started rewatching a classic, um, Robotech. Or, or oh, yeah. Super Tension, or just Macross, whatever you want to call it. It's got many names. Um, yeah, but the, the original, well, the original US weird thing. Yeah, that, uh, one of those things that, like, I just always kind of go back to because it was one of the, you know, in front of everybody, it's an original early thing that gets you into the medium. So I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I tried to watch a little bit of my wife, and she just kind of laughed at how terrible <laughs> the quality was. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I get if you're looking at it. You know, only now and not in the eighties. I love I love yes. mech, just mech stuff all around. Like I think my childhood was just like mech warriors and chrome hounds and just every mech thing. Preacher. Oh, and then what was the? Yeah. So, just I, I'm all for it. I'm ready. These hands of mine are burning red I've and whatnot. Got a furry slash mecha commission in the works. And the line art I just saw yesterday blew my mind. I cannot wait to see the final product for that. Is it like Liger Zero uh, kind I of thing? I chose Gund- uh, Gundam as a base. But actually a, was it? Y'all remember, um, what was it called again? Talgis, Talgis from Gundam Wing. Oh, that's, I think the... Going back to Robotech like this, probably whenever I finish it, I'm going to finally break down and buy a Blu-ray set of Gundam Wing because they can't buy it streaming anywhere, and it is no Gundam series comes close to that. Nothing, no, every, everything Wing, else is a pale comparison. Not even, not even G Gundam. Nothing. Like, <laughs> Gundam Wing is perfect. Like that, just hands down. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like one of my like earliest mecha anime. It definitely scrolled me for other series. It sounds like we clearly need to all get together and make a giant robot game later. Uh, 
I just, as a pixel artist, I have a really, I've wanted to make a mech game, but it, it's just hard to, for me at least, to like render a mech with pixels because they have those like, like diagonal mm-hmm. lines and they're not really that giant. So, yeah. so I, JC, I, do you think, do you think we'll ever go an episode without mentioning Into the Breach has great mech <laughs> pixel art? That's the one I was looking for. About, That's yeah. very true. Yeah, so it can't be done. They did do a perfect job. Yeah. I mean, there's like the whole game series. What's that one that's all different mecha across pretty much every mecha series? It's not very popular in the States, but it's big in Japan. It's what a is? tactical battle series that features mecha from multiple series. Everything from uh, Robotech to Evangelion two giant robo all squished into one big game. That sounds great. Uh, I think we'll look that up and put in the show notes later. But yeah, actually, so, we, should do, uh, we should do that, but with like indie giant robots. Yeah. So, uh, so Ayla, uh, what about, what about yeah. you? Uh, we usually do this like, you know, we've been like, like we've been doing the, what have you been watching, reading, playing? Uh, so. Yeah, I've been actually, this is, you're joining me at an extremely busy time of my life. So I've actually just, I've started this job in the past month, and I'm also doing some booking for a venue, an indie game dev bar venue in New what? York City. And yeah, there's a, there's a venue named Wonderville that's really awesome. It's a bar. It's taking over what used to be Secret Project Robot, and it's a bar with an arcade full of arcade cabinets with indie games in them. So they're indie game arcade cabinets, which is just super, super cool. Yeah. So uh, if anyone like wants to just be in a room surrounded by arcade cabinets, just that people in New York City that you know have made like on their own or with a small team, like, that's like what it is. It's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been helping out with some of the booking for that, and I've also I was preparing a talk for Bang Bang Con, and I am preparing another talk for a Deconstruct Conference. So it's been crazy, but uh, so the way I've been uh, kind of blowing off some steam is Dragon Ball Fighters. Ooh. That's that's my poison. So running my team of Nappa Broly Android sixteen and just trying to stomp face. And I've also, I don't, I haven't been playing this game, but I feel like it's a method of engaging with it. I've been searching YouTube videos for Dwarf Fortress Ooh. stories as like my cooldown too. Just YouTubes of people like waxing and waiting on just their crazy Dwarf Fortress experiences. And it's uh, amazing. Nice. It's really some my uh, Minecraft days. Oh my god! This has ever really stopped. That was, All yeah. I know is, and it's here we are, tenth anniversary. I want to thank Hudson and Miku for bringing us Minecraft. It was really vague. Was that was that her? Did yeah, she do she that? Was it was definitely her? Oh wow! Not another figure. <laughs> I I'm in favor of this revision. Is it revision or is it the real truth? It is now. <laughs> history is written by the victors. Yes. <laughs> I feel like now I'm just going to be searching for other things to like pen, 
Oh, like retroactively pen name Hatsune Miku yeah. too. Uh, put her in the Bible, maybe. Uh, pick a Bible. Maybe <laughs> your digital savior. Yeah. I'm totally gonna put her into a sci-fi novel I have planned. I'm not kidding. All right. Uh, so, uh, let's get to the show topic. So, here they are, amazing guest. Um, I'd love to hear more about the castle. Yeah. So, I think. The the castle team right now is uh, just shy of 10 people, and it's very much just centered on this idea that it doesn't really seem like anyone's done it right in the indie game scene of just like creating a space where it feels like a, uh, a space to hang out and enjoy games and do things together. And so that that's really like what castle is trying to be of like, Imagine the days of Flash where you had all the amazing communities that came out of Flash of just like new grounds and things like that, that um, really for me and many others just defined an age. And we're trying to kind of do that again, but uh, specifically for game development and indie game development. So let's end like really trying to lean into that of like Flash for how amazing it was as an animation tool and how ended up turning into a pretty great uh, programming tool. It, it didn't like, it didn't seem as someone who was like there for uh, a good bit of it. Like they were like thinking about, Oh, this could be something that a community really forms around and, and we should like plan for that. And I think, that's something that we really want to do of like, let's really try to make this feel like a cozy nook of the internet where people hang out and make games and play games and share games and do stuff like yeah. that. And not everything on the internet has to be giant cesspool public commons of constant yelling. That is, for example, Twitter. There's still, yeah, there's still yes. so much room for cozy spaces and comfortable spaces. And I think, I think there is like a really reality to just like the way social media has gone where there's like, you see how many followers people have and you see how many likes a tweet gets. And it, it really, it triggers this mind in this way where it, it, it's almost kind of like gambling yeah. of like, Ooh, maybe I can get a high number this time. And like, but it's not too good at creating that feeling of like, I'm here to be with right. my friends and here to like engage with them. So I, I feel like even on that level, only so many systems have accomplished that. What really I like well. about being on Mastodon as part of a member of the Pediverse is that it's much cozier. Yeah. 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 I think that's one of the things that, that Mastodon does really well. Of like, I, I certainly have, uh, and I know others have just problems like getting on it because there's that barrier to entry and you kind of need someone to pull you into it. But I had that for a bit, and it was really nice. Just like, this is yeah. our space. Cozy is a really good word Which is really for tough. the thing that's sort of missing from the modern internet. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I remember when I started, like, just threw up a web page with a black background and neon text, and, you know, you just get that web ring thing where these are cool sites that I'm linking to. And that's i feel like that that's kind of a another type of coziness where maybe you're not like directly like interacting with someone but you still have kind of that like 
we are forming an ad hoc community together just by throwing these things onto the internet. And that's actually one of the ideas I have and I'm really passionate about is because Castle is the platform that allows you to find games. And then when you find a game on Castle, you can just click it and then you're playing it. Oh, there's a siren going past. Hold on a sec. Sorry about that. No, there we will fix it in post, which will mean Calvin will fix it in post. Thanks, Thank Calvin. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I might leave it for authenticity. I'm at the middle of a six-way intersection in Bushwick, so there's like, and the train is like five foot outside. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't miss that part of living in Bushwick. <laughs> um, but I have this idea of just like, because Castle is the platform where you can find games, and then when you find a game on Castle, you just click it, and then Castle is also the runtime that plays mm-hmm. your game. You can do a ton of cool things. Like, you can have a game, you find it on Castle, you click it, and then you're playing that game. And then that game, let's say it has like someone made a little door sprite in it. And when you open that door, you could have it so that game just loads another game that someone else made. And and this is pretty much the game equivalent of like linking one website to the other. And you web can ring. if you do this, bring back the web <laughs> ring. But it's a game ring. It's the yes. It's the game, game ring. ring. And like so I'm just like fascinated by this and I'm trying to keep my cool because all my coworkers are just like, Yeah, that's kinda neat. But I'm like, No, this is <laughs> this is the this thing. Is amazing, like this is they don't see. We could start the we could start the internet of games where like instead of like surfing between pages on the internet, you're surfing between games and maybe one time you're like a little race car and then you drive into like a garage and then you're in an entirely different game and maybe you're like Mario jumping around. I don't know. I just I think it's amazing. I certainly am getting inside someone's gamified toaster. I mean, and then you're just yeah. stuck there and you're just like, a oops. toaster. That, yeah. it, it makes me... It makes I, you think of all like the really bad representations of what going inside a computer would look like from Tron or Wreck-It Ralph, where you're jumping between all these things and you're watching. And you think, no, that, that's not how it works. It's not how it works, but but maybe it is how it works. Maybe it could be. You're telling me reboot was not I, a documentary. I mean, and I I can tell you this, like. <laughs> um, not, no. I am I'm 100% gonna just make games on it where it is just an obvious homage to the Mega Man Battle Network like digital space that you run around in and all you can do in it is you're running around on this digital highway using like Mega Man Mega Man Battle Network's like dumb running animation, and all you do is you run between games, and it's just a highway yes, game. With purposely bad running animation. I love this idea. That you know, I, that would be cool. So you would showcase like your favorite games on the platform through a game on on the same platform. I mean, that's really going all in on the essentially GeoCities for games. It's <laughs> again, like. I don't think anyone else, I don't think many other people on the team would be like, GeoCities for games. Now that's where we're headed. But like me, I'm like, yes. It's like, so please, can, yes. we, um, can, can we? Can we? Oh, it would be so good. Pets. But yeah, like, and imagine like you could have a game, you can also post data between games. So you could have a game where like, 
maybe you're playing Diablo and you collect like a Diablo like game and you collect an item and then you go into like another like platformer game and you have the platformer equivalent of that item in that other yeah. game. It's just like, oh, the possibilities it are endless. Of that shooter game where you could go inside of enemies and zoom back out. Yeah. In order to go deeper. I mean, I'm just describing reboot. Yeah. This is just reboot. Reboot. That's that's not bad. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can make that kind of mechanic. Just have like a instead of a cube come down, just like a cylinder. And get like a little mm-hmm. different icon. And, and then so. Yeah. And if you if you lose the game, your user profile turns into yeah. a nail. I was. Uh, I wonder if we could talk about the 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 thing itself, like what you're actually building to make all this happen. Um, like, like in particular, as a starting point, um, was love like the first choice that you guys decided to to do this around, or you know, how how did that become the yeah. base for this? I mean, essentially, what happened is like uh, this was before I joined, but one member of the team was there. There, the product was originally like, uh, let's provide a way for folks to build apps easily on your phone, and that's still actually an aspect that. Um, has kind of been spun off into its own thing. And then one of the team members was like, I figured out a way to uh, load Lua into this React-based application just over the wire or or over the internet. And actually, you can run Love2D off of it. And everyone was like, wait, this is like a really rad thing that this actually just works. And that that I, as far as I am aware, is like kind of the spawning of this, like, wait, this could be a great idea. Um, but in truth, like Love 2D is actually also a pretty amazing way for a, a new developer to get their start in game development, just because it's a very friendly syntax. And a lot of fantasy consoles like Pico 8 use Lua and a lot of scripting things like I made mods for WoW using Lua. So it's actually also happens to be like a very, very good thing to build a platform off of. But there's no reason since Castle is like this place where games are stored and it's also the the thing that runs the game, we could teach Castle to run other types of games or other people could write these execution contexts that know how to execute other type of games. And then it can be like, it doesn't even need to just be love. So, yeah. Big, big dreams. dreams. Hold on to those big dreams. But I know JC was telling me, Calvin, that you were making kind of a mini game, a game that's just a collection of mini games. So, sort so of. Like my it's, it's not just a collection oh. of mini games. It's, but but yeah, it's a larger narrative. Yes, it's a it's a game about owning an arcade, uh, but not like as a sim, as the story of becoming the coolest kid in town by virtue of being the best at the arcade. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, and I—I mean, I'm just—I think that that there is some beauty there too. Of like, that is a game where there are sort of games within that game, right? Get that gameception Mm -hmm. going there too. And I—I don't know. That's just an idea that fascinates me, and I think is really awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's a there's no shortage of of things that sort of do that um, eggshell thing. Or Russian doll thing. Um, Little Big Planet always comes to mind as far as a game that's just filled with games. Um, the the things that 
players do with that just through a console controller of all things is ridiculous over the years. Um, clearly, it's something that people want to have more of. You know, people like something where there's a variety, but also familiarity between them. And uh, I, I think you're probably going to get a lot of the same thing, even though like, there's no reason that all the Love 2D games should look the same. But by making a community out of them, you're going to get a lot of common themes and styles. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of familiarity from one to the next with entirely different people making entirely different games. They'll still share something. And that's going to be really interesting to see develop over time. Get a lot of cross-pollination. Yeah. Especially if like, I agree. media stuff gets shared. People make like common sprite packs and scripts to use and whatnot. And start like, really crossing those games over. I think that's one of the amazing things I saw just as being part of the Pico 8 community is Yes, Pico 8 like enforces you to use a certain uh, palette of colors and specific types of sounds, but even beyond that, like the community influenced each other and you can kind of tell a Pico 8 game even beyond those features of like there is a kind of thing that people tend to do in Pico 8, which is really awesome and beautiful. And yeah. same with Flash. Yeah, my actually my game, Anthrotar, got started as a Pico 8 prototype. Oh, yeah. I never knew. It's like yeah, That's I went awesome. very far with trying to create a Ruby-based DSL to generate Lewis script to populate the visual little novel inside of it, but went up so hard against the storage limits, memory limits, that I had to just go right yeah. to RedPy for the second stage of the prototype. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a tricky thing with narrative games, just like text is pretty character greedy, oh, yeah. actually. Maybe I'll just do some sort of like zip encoding or something like that next time. <laughs> so you wouldn't you usually think of text as taking up that much space, uh, but it's not something you can really reuse, like a sprite or a sound asset that you can repurpose, recoloring right. a bush into a cloud and however else you can stretch those mm-hmm. bytes. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of RPGs that never got popular or never really made it over to Europe because the translation overhead was so large. It was like it's like way too much pros to way too much pros to get in there we program. So um so Ayla, what is your like you said there's about ten people or almost ten people on the team. What is your specific role or job up there among that team? I got started because uh one of the members of Castle reached out to me and was like, We need to create just some very simple little games to uh, provide learning examples for folks looking to get into CASA and looking to get into Love2D. And I was like, sure, I, I'm happy to contribute some really small uh, example games. So that's kind of how I got started. And then the next thing I worked on was, all right, you've made some small example games. How about you make a uh, multiplayer game framework? so that uh, folks can make multiplayer games really easily. And that is what I've been doing for the past month. And it's been really fun. But also kind of like, it's funny to go from like making really, really simple, like 100 line code games to like, okay, now I need to like figure out how to do multiplayer networking again. Sounds like a good challenge though. But it's... 
It's great. I mean, but it's a, a small enough company where it's sort of like everyone needs to just jump into wherever they can lend assistance. Yeah. Are you still doing game dev on the side? Is that more of a most cases where you do enough during the day that doing more game dev at night is like not a break? I, I, I did a little bit of game development for my Bang Bang talk, but I do have, in the process of doing that, I needed to make a game that kind of showed off juice. It was a game feel talk, and I made this little baseball uh, hitting prototype where you're a baseball bat and you hit baseball. That's a very good demo, by the way. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. But one of the outputs from that is I just made this this still image of like a batter about to hit a baseball. And I just got this idea of like, what if there was a game and it was like a boss rush and you fight a series of bosses, but all it is is a home run derby and each boss just pitches balls at you and you need to hit them. And that's the entire game. And I just, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think when I have time to work on my own game, uh, again, I'm going to just, I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's just boss rush. All bosses, all the bosses are pitchers, and you just need to hit yeah. the ball. We got like really absurd curve balls. You got four dimensional ball travel. You got hyper balls. Oh yeah, ultra balls. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the pitchers is psychic, <laughs> you know, and tele telekinetic. I'm oh yeah, yeah. The robot pitcher who throws thirty thousand pitches a second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It'll be just like one of the sports anime that are way over top for what's just tennis. I, I'm so glad you see it because like that, yeah, that's exactly it. Like I just want, and there's one picture and they're like wind themed and they have like tornado curveball. Like, yeah. Like that. I'm not doing any yeah. justice. Do you want to do all the voices for yes. us? Okay. Just send me some clips and I'll turn it into a game. That's probably the best yes. process. I mean, Prince of Tennis. I, I watched that. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, you just give me the spreadsheet full of lines to do and i will some character summaries and i'll do those lines just i think just do random lines and i'll turn it into a game just like make make random super moves yes. and we'll work oh, yes. with it okay so that can be my project for next week all right calvin that goes on the agenda we'll do i'll add everything nice we can do a whole bonus content for patreon subscribers once we have patreon page uh for what was it Get all those original clips. Double ball, mega ball. That's very good. Super beam. Wow, you have different like characters and voices in there. Luxurious shot. <laughs> That's why they do High the intro hit. music. Exactly. High note. I'm just imagining like someone pitching a ball, but they have like a rose in the other hand, and they're just smelling it. Beautiful volcano strike. <laughs> Unpaid rent. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, that can be for the financially disadvantaged uh, pitcher. We got dark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to. You probably use those lines for one and then has some more like where this is going. I I mean I think you should just make a voice pack and that will be used in multiple yes. games. Yes. Yes. Royalty free for great justice. 
Nice. Cool. So it's like very good talk. Can't wait to look more into Castle and check that out. I always want to do more with Left 2D. Like it comes up an awful lot. That system for yeah. development. All right. Um, y'all about ready to I guess talk about what we're gonna do our plans for next week. Yeah. Um I'll start. Um I'm I'm gonna polish up this little runtime thing that I made because I talked I, I bragged I kinda bragged about it a bunch of places and a bunch of people because I was so excited. So now I gotta actually show something or else I just look like I'm talking to my ass. Um, so I gotta do that, but I also need to get back to Neon Den and um um I still have some polish to do on the high score system, which um there's currently the high score system and then a sort of popularity of the different games system. I need to connect those together. So the idea being that the more high scores you get and the more times you beat high scores, then the more popular the game gets because people are sort of getting excited when they see you getting a new high score. Nice. So uh gonna connect those two things together and that creates the kind of feedback loop that I'm working towards. Very cool. All right. Awesome. For me, I'm going to continue with move in, try to get everything straightened up, things actually put where they belong, all that. Maybe declare a bit creativity-wise, see if I can't get all the Planet Oz stuff wrapped up, and maybe even get something, a print order started, fingers crossed. Probably like six copies, some very small number for Xerath edition. And that will be it for me. I uh, have been working on this multiplayer framework for Castle for a bit. And one of the things someone asked me is like, yeah, well, how many game entities can it handle at once? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've only tested it with like four. So I think I might uh, try to make a game real quick that has as many entities as possible <laughs> on it and kind of stress test it. And so what I'm thinking is just making a shameless choo-choo rocket clone and just have like things running around, like hundreds of things running around the screen yes. just to see if this thing really works. Excellent. Cool. All right, so thank you all very much for listening to SideQuest Completed. This has been episode nine with uh, guest star Ayla Myers. So... Y'all, everybody have a good evening, and I'm going to make even more pitch shout suggestions. One pitch, man! (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the SideQuest Completed Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also find all our episodes and our RSS feed at sidequestcompleted.com. Subscribe today and don't miss an episode posted every Wednesday. Keep game devving and we'll see you next week.